Welcome to episode 11 of Inbound Sales Journey. And today we're going to be talking about what makes a good agency sales rep. So as you're trying to figure out, maybe you're in the process of growing, who should I hire next? I'm looking at someone in sales, but I'm not really sure. Are there specific characteristics? Is there something specific that I should be looking for? That's really what we're going to be tackling in this episode. In the previous episode, um, we talked a lot about um, being able to track your sales outreach efforts. So if that's something you're struggling with, feel free to go and check that one out. Um, But for today, Gray, we're going to dive into uh, kind of what you guys went through when looking for who to hire. Obviously, you guys hired me, so we'll get my perspective as well. But uh, Gray, if you want to kick us off here and just talk about what was going through your mind when you got to that point of wanting to hire a salesperson, what was your process that you went through when talking with Andrew about who that next person was going to be? Yeah, Ryan, that was a there was a long uh, roadmap to get us to the point of hiring a full time salesperson, and um, there are a number of reasons which we've talked about before, but I'll just kind of break down the characteristics that we were looking for, and these are all pretty high level. Um, I don't think that it's any anything earth shattering, but uh, but they wound up culminating, Ryan, in you joining the team, which has been uh, a great experience, very profitable experience and um and i think it's something that you know this feels like hey we hit a home run um so i'm happy to share what we've done it's always easier to talk about the things that went well than uh than i think a lot of times to talk about the things that you failed at um so characteristics here's what i have um written down ryan I, i took some notes on this as we were prepping for this I think the number one thing is someone who is who earnestly cares about learning and they're a quick learner. So has not just someone – and I think that those two, you need both of them. They need to be able to learn things, uh, pick up on things relatively quickly, especially in this space because inbound just evolves so quickly. Uh, if we're still calling it inbound 10, 10 years from now, that's going to be impressive. I don't know um, whether that term is going to shift itself. And uh, the tools, the methodology – uh, I think that the general idea seems very sound and like it's going to be around for a while, but but everything's just going to change really quickly. It's a rapidly evolving landscape. So being able to learn quickly is a big deal, but not just being able to learn, but also having a real desire to learn um, is a huge deal. And I think that going along with that desire, um, someone who a- actually cares about the customer and has a real desire to see the people that we're talking with succeed is huge because that's going to bring a level of uh, connection and empathy. That's going to be really helpful in the sales process. But ultimately, we're not just trying to close sales one time. Our entire business model is built around being able to cultivate successful long-term relationships. So I think if that doesn't start off with someone who really cares about your customers, um, then that that's going to be a struggle. You may close some deals early on, but but retention. Um, is going to be a struggle unless you can get that salesperson out of the picture quickly enough and get someone who does care. But but then you're just kind of changing up. I, I think the expectations is really important that you have consistent expectations between the sales process and then the delivery, uh, what the delivery team looks like and all that. So care for the customer, strong interpersonal skills. So Ryan, I don't know why we chose you based on those criteria. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. JK. Um, no, but, but um, strong, just personal skills, the ability to build connections quickly with people um, and to relate well to uh, to where they are, which Ryan, I think are, are skills that you have um, and, bring, and have brought to the table that have 
have uh, that have been very beneficial to us. And I think that's something that probably most people think about in sales folks. But I don't really mean just the charismatic, um, like talk a lot type of salesperson, but someone who can build rapport quickly without I don't think that person needs to be the extroverted kind of traditional sales model mold um and I think Ryan the one of the other major things uh and this is the last one this is the one I'll end on but is someone who has a solid business sense and is able to ask good business questions because it's really not just about the tactics and the tips and the tricks in how you optimize a blog post or how to share a Facebook message so that it gets optimal reach. Um, it's really about the impact. At the end of the day, inbound is about the impact that we're having on our customers' businesses. Um, and so I, I really didn't care that much that you knew all of the minute details about what goes into inbound marketing or how this works for clients um, or even industry expertise necessarily as much as uh, your ability to drive an insightful business conversation and to be able to ask smart questions um, and have an intelligent conversation with folks about the way that their business works. And so those were four four skills uh, or four characteristics, maybe traits that you brought to the table, Ryan. And those were those kind of matched up with some of the base level things that we were looking for. There are some other traits, I think, that are important that some of them are somewhat encompassed in that um, integrity was a big thing that we cared about. Uh, so I guess if we had to boil these down, like you could look at, um, I think there are ways to boil these down into shorter words that people are more familiar with, but I just kind of wanted to give it a little bit more context. So that was, I don't know, Ryan, that was, those were like the requirements that we were looking for and that meant a lot to us, not necessarily someone who has uh, sold inbound marketing services before. Yeah, well, let's talk about that, Gray, because I came from a completely different background and had no experience selling inbound. I didn't really have experience selling anything other than a product too. And so selling a service was kind of a big shift for me. So like we obviously had a lot of conversations going in, like trying to make sure I was a good fit. And I know you guys were talking with other people as well, but ultimately you decided to go with someone who didn't have any industry knowledge, didn't really know like the, the, the full concepts of inbound um, but you knew, obviously, like I, I tend to pick things up fairly quickly. And if I'm, you know, if it's something that I'm fully dedicated to, I'm going to do everything I can to learn. Do you, what, how did you make that decision to go with someone without industry knowledge? And was that kind of a drawback for you hiring me in your mind? Um, or should that be a drawback for other people who are saying, Hey, you know what? I think I have this person that might be a good fit, but they've never worked in the inbound scene at all. What, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, so good question. First of all, I'd say it is it is a drawback. There's no no way around. Like if you have experience in the industry, um, so much of a sales conversation has to do with what have you done in the because although you'll always say past performance is no guarantee of future results, uh, much like any financial company. Um, although that's on the table, people want to know how have you helped other people, especially have you helped other people, other businesses like mine. So if you have somebody who meets all the requirements. And also has that uh, industry experience, then that is, you know, that's a big asset to bring to the table. But for the reasons that I mentioned earlier, Ryan, like uh, that wasn't a hurdle that I felt like we couldn't overcome. And partially because, number one, it's going to be hard to find folks with a, with a lot of experience selling inbound because it's such a young industry. Um, so, and even if they did sell it, 
uh, you know, a couple of years ago, the methodology might be the same, but the whole approach and tactics and everything, it all, it all changes so quickly that learning is the ability to pick up on things quickly and stay current is more important than, than that past experience. So, and the other thing that I'll add on to that is, um, it was really important to us, Ryan, that you understood and knew the whole methodology before coming on board. Um, and that you believe in the approach and what we're doing. And so inbound, and I think that a big advantage of selling inbound is that this is a way that people prefer to be marketed to. There's, I think there's kind of combination, you know, there's a lot of fine lines in inbound between what is being helpful. I think it's really easy to, to fall off the line of being helpful and be more in the line of optimization through spam. Um, but but people would would much rather go find information that they're looking for, you know, at the right time, right place, uh, right context for them. So I think that's an advantage is it's probably not going to be that hard to find. Hopefully it's not going to be that hard to find people who believe in what you're doing. But it's not just believe in inbound, but believe in what GuavaBox does. Does the team here, the services that we've provided um, and that we're capable of doing, is that something that you can get behind and believe in? Because it's so hard if you're hiring somebody with integrity, it's so hard to sell something effectively if you don't believe in it. And hopefully if you're hiring someone with integrity, they just won't go into that situation. Um, so that was a big deal to us too is how much do you know about the company and do you really believe in what we're doing and the way that we're delivering value for our for our customers? So I'd say those are the two things they need. If, if that person isn't coming in with industry experience, they definitely need to understand what they're getting into and believe in that. And also have the ability to learn quickly and stay up to date on what's going on. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's good stuff. And for me, making the transition, like one thing I did, if you guys have the ability to do this in your in your agency, I would recommend it. Is like I I was currently working in the sales job, uh, and that allowed me to have a couple of days off a week. Obviously, as most jobs do, until I joined this company where we just work all the time. <laughs> But uh, because I had some time off, I came in and I started doing it part-time first because that was really my key question in my mind is I can't sell something well unless I fully believe it. Because if I don't fully believe it, people are going to know and they're going to hear the lack of passion. They're going to hear the lack of enthusiasm. They're going to be able to tell that I don't believe in it. And I don't want to like, it's not going to be fun for me to come to work every day selling something that I don't, I can't fully get behind. Um, And so what I did is I came on part-time and on those days off, I devoted those not just to trying to sell for Guava Box. That that wasn't my goal. My goal was to improve my own knowledge and really just try to soak it in and through that process, figure out, is this the right, is this right? Like is, is what they're selling, is what they're doing actually helpful to people? How is it helpful to people? Is this where things are going? Because the other thing, if that's not where I felt the industry is going, like, why would I want to join a company that is that is headed down that road? And so through that process of being able to do it, you know, part time, you know, 10 to 20 hours a week, um, you know, which isn't a lot, it still helped me to slowly make the transition. So I would say that that was something that I really, looking back, appreciated doing uh, because just without any knowledge and just trying to jump in, how does the salesperson really know if this is something that they can get behind? And and if it's someone that is just willing to do that, are they just looking for a sales job that's going to get them paid or are they 
joining your agency for the right reasons because it's something that they firmly believe in. And that was a question that I would say that you need to ask yourself as an agency owner that the salesperson that is the potential hire needs to ask themselves is, you know, am I doing this for a job or am I doing it because I, I really truly believe in it? And if it's, you know, not the right answer, then it's not the right answer and that's not the right fit. Um, so that's something to, to keep in mind as well. So For sure. Ryan, so you've had the opportunity because of your background um, and I think that this is a strength is you've had the opportunity to work with not only work with a lot of sales reps uh, closely and personally, but also work with a lot of really talented sales reps. Uh, as you kind of look back and think of the best sales folks who you have seen and worked with, uh, what what sticks out to you? What are the so I talked about what we were looking for, but can you talk to us about what makes those people successful? Yeah, so there was a few few key things that I picked up on. So I. I mean, I got to work with some really, really good sales reps and just like way better than I was, just people I could learn from and uh, and kind of take that in. So what I did when I first started was try to take note of who's the best in the room. And then once I figured out, okay, who's the best in the room, uh, you know, numbers wise, but not just not just numbers wise, but like who's the leaders here, who are the, the reps that everyone kind of looks up to. I then tried to figure out, okay, what, what makes them that? What are they doing? Uh, and... What I found is there's not like one universal strength that it's like, if you have this, you're going to be good. But there are a few key things that I noticed. And one of the most universal, I guess if I had to try to pick like, what is the universal strength that really, really helps things? The one that I would choose is the one, the sales reps who were the best and the most successful were the best rapport builders that I, that I knew, uh, I got to, and one thing I did when I was training is I asked, I, I was assigned like a specific team to stay in one specific area, but I asked my boss, I said, look, like, I really just want to figure out what are the best reps doing and people have different strengths in different areas. Do you mind if I shadow for a day, all these other reps? And they were like, well, that's not really how we do it, but that makes sense. So why don't you go ahead and do that? So I sat with for a day, each of the, I made a list of the top five reps that I wanted to gain something from. And I sat in on their appointments and watched them in action. And from that, I like the thing that was so consistent among all of them was the rapport that they built. I like, couldn't believe it. It literally felt like I was sitting in this room and these people that came in for the first time wanting to buy a house were like the best friends with this sales rep, like off the bat. And I was thinking like, this has to be like their third appointment or something that they've come in. But it was a lot of times it was their first appointment. And I think that comes from Gray, what you said, the best way to be the best rapport builder is to be someone who actually cares about the customer. Uh, one thing that I was told that has always stuck with me is people want to buy from their friends. They don't want to buy from a sales rep. They don't want to buy from someone who's trying to sell something. They want to buy from their friends and have that trust relationship that's there. If you genuinely care about something and you as a salesperson, not saying I'm a salesperson because I like to sell stuff. Like for me, I'm a salesperson because I love getting the chance to meet new people and talk with new people and just make that personal connection. And a lot of times if people aren't the right fit, like at Guava Box or do Inbound, I just tell them, hey, you know what? Honestly, like looking at your best interest, I just had a call yesterday with a guy about a website project. And I just told him, look, like for what your goals are and stuff, like we're probably not the best fit. Like, yeah, I'm turning down revenue, but it's not ultimately going to lead to success for them in the long run. And just being transparent and honest and open and actually caring about them and not just about the money you can make from them. People can just sense that they know that. And that's something that really helps you 
you know, to be successful as a salesperson. So that was one of like the key takeaways that I had. The other thing is they were the people in the room, these sales reps that just didn't make excuses. Like you had these sales reps that would have a bad month and they would just have a list of excuses for why they had a bad month, but just having a thick skin, not making excuses and just working hard is another key thing. You know, you're going to have setbacks. Sales is a lot like entrepreneurship in the fact that it's kind of a roller coaster. You have your ups, you have your downs, and trying to stay even keeled through that process and ride those highs and lows and, and just take them as highs and lows, not the constant, is, is something that was really key that I noticed. Um, and then the other thing I noticed, the reps that are really successful, they weren't afraid of sharing the keys to their success. So people who are open and transparent and willing to be coached and coach others and pass that along, but not try to isolate and have their own secret recipes and stuff like those people just kind of isolated themselves from the rest of the group. And and I think that shows, is this person someone who's willing to take knowledge and learn from others and then share that? And if they're not that type of person, I think it's really going to be tough to be successful in the area of sales, especially if you're moving into a new industry, trying to pick up um, new information. So there's a few others, Gray, like other characteristics, but like those I think are like, when I think of the people that I witnessed that were the most successful, those are some of those characteristics that like really stuck out to me as, as what made them successful. Yeah. I think that's, there are a lot of, uh, good things that you said in there, Ryan, that are helpful. And just obviously people would much prefer to, to buy from people who they know, like, and trust. And so building, First, you have to let them get to know you and you have to get to know them. And then you, I think another key is you have to like somebody before they'll like you. I think that as humans, we tend to reciprocate uh, an awful lot of things. And so if you genuinely find something, you don't necessarily have to like everything about the person, but can find something to like, uh, that will change your whole demeanor um, and the way that you interact with them. And then, um, you know, trust comes from consistently uh, fulfilling the expectations that you've set. So, uh, trust is something that you kind of have to build over time. Um, and, and the sales process is a huge opportunity to do that. So, yeah, I think you gave us a lot of good stuff there. Um, Ryan, is there anything else that you wanted to add on either to, um, what to look for in a sales rep when you're looking to hire somebody, um, or, uh, or anything else in terms of characteristics of good sales reps? No, I think that we hit a lot of the characteristics. So, you know, for, for the agency owners who are thinking about hiring a salesperson, I just kind of want to like leave you with this, like nothing is guaranteed uh, in any capacity. So you're never going to know, and you're always going to have the stress a little bit of figuring out like, is this person going to be a good fit? And the you're never going to have like that answer, you know, until they come in and try it. So going back to what I said before, if there is a way for you to do like a part-time transition and just have them learn the industry. If you know them as a person of integrity that, you know, preferably has some area of sales background in, in the past and has some proven results that way, if they're a person of integrity and that can really get behind the vision of what you're doing, that to me is like a huge key of success. So if you can get them in, get that knowledge, have them bought in, uh, that is, is really just what I would say is, is the key. You're never going to be hundred percent sure it, you know, sometimes I think if you do your due diligence, if you hire for the right type of person, not just who's the strongest, you know, like in your case, Gray, there were a couple of reps that had better numbers, you know, than I did at Ryan Holmes. Now they weren't all interested in this job, but if, even if they were, 
that doesn't necessarily qualify them as being a better inbound marketing salesperson. Like past ex- experience and success doesn't always, that's not the metric that I would use, I guess is what I'm saying. Because every situation is going to be a little bit different and people are naturally good, maybe at one thing, but not at the other. So it's always, there's never like a formula of hundred percent success, which is why I bet on the person and the type of person that, that you're looking to hire, not just what is their past success or their past failure, you know, not trying to hold them that against them either on the flip side, but what type of person is this? Do I see these, some of these characteristics and beyond that, what is their like zest for what we're doing and can they get bought into this vision? Cause that will ultimately motivate them to work harder. So. Yep. Good stuff, Ryan. Well, cool. We are 20 minutes in, so we are going to wrap up uh, here for episode 11 of inbound sales journey. Appreciate you taking the time to spend with us. If you have any questions about hiring or anything else, any topics you'd like to like us to cover um, on future in future episodes of the podcast, shoot us uh, an email or send us uh, hit us up on Twitter or in the show notes and let us know just so you guys know the links for that stuff. Email. You can find us gray at doinbound.com, Ryan at doinbound.com. Twitter, Ryan's at Ryan R. Herman. I am at S. Gray McKenzie. And the show notes for this will be at doinbound.com slash learning center. If you type that in one word or hyphenated, you will get to the show notes. All right. Well, hey, we appreciate your time. And until next time, keep pressing forward in the agency that you are building.